Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for You Learn Something New, press subscribe, you will get a new show each week. This show, of course, is produced by my dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce John. Interns are Brianna Meza, Emily Martin, and Finn Weplow. And today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome the new principal of Cathedral City Elementary School, Brenda Santana. Welcome, Brenda. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I am excited to have you here. And uh, for those who do not know you, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? I am starting my 20th year with Palm Springs Unified. I have um, taught at various schools. Um, I taught for 15 years and then I have been an administrator for, this is my sixth year. Okay, and, and where have you been an administrator? I started off at James Workman Middle School as an assistant principal there, and then I came to Cathedral City Elementary and I was an assistant principal here for two years. Um, and last year I was back at middle school at Nellie Kaufman Middle School for one year. So you, you have experience all over the place. That's awesome. Were you a middle school or an elementary school teacher? I was actually both. I taught first grade, second grade, and then after about nine years in first grade, I went over to the middle school and explored about five years teaching sixth grade. Okay, so that's a huge difference. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I, you don't find that very often. I mean, sometimes you find a shift in secondary, but usually most elementary teachers stay in elementary. So that's really interesting. What was that like, the, the, um, the transition between the two? You know what, it was actually a unique experience because at the time I was working at Sunny Sands Elementary as a first grade teacher and I loved it. But at the time there was some shortages or uh, reductions that had to take place. And three of us um, from Sunny Sands actually chose to um, go to Nellie Kaufman Middle School to teach sixth grade and we taught together. So did you have, did you come across any of the kids that you had from first grade? I did, I actually did. It was really nice and heartwarming and I still actually keep in touch with some of them today because they've already graduated high school. That's so cool. I know it makes you feel old, but in uh, in the big scope of things, that's that's so awesome. I've heard. I'm not being an educator though. After 22 years in the district, I kind of feel like I am. Um, hearing the stories of principals when they come across uh, kids who are now grown and have kids of their own. I remember Dr. Senior A talking about, and he's our assistant superintendent of human resources, talking about when he ran into a family on the beach in uh, Puerto Vallarta. And the um, 
the dad comes up to him and says, oh, my my kids go to your school now. This was when he was a principal at uh, Cathedral City Elementary. And he said, I remember when you were a teacher in my school. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Yeah, I right. haven't had that happen just yet, but I did interview yesterday, actually, a candidate that was a former student um, at Nally Kaufman when I taught there. So that was really cool. Oh, how that's really cool. Um, so um, where are you from originally? Um, so I was born in LA County. Um, and then I grew up though in Rialto, California, just down the 10 freeway about an hour away from here. That's where I went to very cool so you're you're still close to home and we're super happy that you chose to land here in palm springs unified and hope you stay for the remainder of a long career so, i plan on going anywhere <laughs> oh good i'm glad to i'm glad to hear that so how, how does it feel to be back at cathedral city elementary you were there two years ago as an assistant principal and now you've returned as the uh, key leader in in the school. How does it feel to be back? It feels amazing because um, I have the support of the staff. I already knew them. I only had two new staff members this year to get uh, to get to know. Um, and then I know the students and families really well. And everybody has been just very supportive and very um, flexible and understanding and has just been great to work with. That's awesome. So it, talk about how it's different this year being a principal than um, a, an administrator versus what it was like uh, before COVID-19. Oh yeah, there have been a little bit of uh, more, more challenges, but um, I think for me, it's, it's hard to not be able to do all of the things that I used to do as an assistant principal um, because I have a lot more responsibility, obviously, um, and have to take care of a lot more things. But um, I'm trying to be in the classrooms and on the playground and in the lunchroom and in parking lot whenever I can because I just want to make sure I stay connected to my community. What's the atmosphere there? I, uh, just in general with, I mean, we're still, Today's October 3rd, and we are, are still, um, you know, going through this. I mean, we had all hoped it would be over by now. The, Of course, the best part of the start of this school year was having our kids back because uh, being shut down for over a year and then just having a select few back, not, not a select few, but those that chose to come back in a very abbreviated fashion uh, after spring break last year. So having all the kids back is certainly the silver, one of the silver linings. Uh, but, you know, we had hoped we'd be quote back to normal by now. And of course we're not, What what's different? Um, well, you know, what I've noticed is that the students um, have done an amazing job constantly keeping their masks on and cleaning their hands consistently and just keeping each other um, accountable for 
making sure they follow the protocols and staying safe. It just shows that they're empathetic towards their teachers and the staff and their parents and families at home as well. You know, I was fortunate enough to, uh, I don't know if you feel fortunate, but I chose you as to be the go-to place on the first day back because uh, I knew you could handle it and I knew you were a, a new principal. So that gave you some, you know, introduction to uh, the community that you might not have had otherwise. So I invited all the media to come to your school on the first day. And I was just so pleasantly amazed by how orderly everything was and shouldn't be surprised with you at the home. But I think it also is a tribute to your parents and your students. Everybody was, you know, you wouldn't have known that most of them hadn't been on campus for a year and a half. Uh, they were very, uh, they were all really happy, first of all, and uh, typically on the first day at an elementary school, you see a lot of kids clinging to their to their mom's legs, saying "Don't go," and lots of tears. And we didn't see that. And not only that, but we just had parents lined up with their kids, and every single one of them had a mask on. I think I might have seen one one person standing said, "Oh." Um, do you need a mask? Because maybe they forgot it. And they, of course, had extra masks right there. And everybody uh, hands, uh, sanitized their hands and just marched right in and were ready to go. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised and still am because I don't have to remind parents very often or, you know, remind students. Yeah, sometimes they rip with the little kindergartners, but we just provide them a new one and they put it right on as if it's just a normal, a normal procedure. So I'm very pleasantly surprised with community. You know, and I still like to remind uh, our listeners about the fact that probably for, I'm hoping by the time this airs, this is not the case, but I really doubt it. So I'm going to bring it up that we probably are still having cases among staff and or students and that uh, parents need to be rest assured that if your child is exposed, you will be notified, right? Absolutely. And that goes for staff too, because sometimes staff wants to know and, and they get anxious and I understand and we are definitely on top of it. So we will definitely be reaching out to anybody that was exposed um, just to be cautious and make sure that we don't have any further cases or try to keep it limited, yeah. Right, and and if, if by chance uh, your child has been exposed and needs to be on quarantine for 10 days, we also that they, will be able to catch up on whatever they missed, right? Yeah, so that um, that procedure, um, I've had all my teachers set up, you know, Google Classrooms and have the teachers um, already teach the students how to log on so that in the event that they do have to stay home, that they're able to access um, work or I've even had teachers go the extra mile and I have one teacher who has a computer on the desk and the child Zooms 
with the class and does everything that the class is doing, but on Zoom. Yeah, and I, I guess um, I was gonna ask you about this Earl, uh, later on, but we can talk about it now. You know, when you talk about silver linings in this, uh, in this mess we've been in, uh, would you agree that the technology is definitely one of those? Oh, absolutely. Um, I do a weekly check-in with my teachers. And one of the questions this week was for them to share with me um, what technology piece they appreciated the most during distance learning and how they're still using it in the class. And definitely a lot of applications are used on the daily basis because we learn how to use them during um, distance learning and during the closure. Right, and I think, uh not I think, I know that a lot of parents that were not connected in a big way, um, being online, uh, email, text messaging, that so many of them have now, out of necessity, but have uh, stepped up and learned how to communicate that way. Oh, absolutely. Um, we do have a lot more parents with an email address. And we actually, as a school, school-wide dojo to communicate with families. All the teachers have a class dojo classroom set up. And so that is one way they can stay connected to the teacher and the school. Yeah, I mean, that it's, it's been, I, I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times and I'm saying it half jokingly, but it's not really it's not really a joke. Like, you know, I, um, you grew up in California, so you don't know anything about snow days. But being from the East Coast, uh, as a kid, I used to sit by the radio when it, there was a snowstorm. And inevitably, my district always was the last one to call it a day and say school's canceled. Uh, but when they did, that was it. School was canceled for a day or two because nobody could get out. And it was mainly for the buses. You know, they wouldn't be able to, to transport the kids. I don't think they'll have another snow day ever back east because they don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> they can just have everybody jump onto Zoom. Right. And they'll just say, okay, the, the radio announcements are going to be that so-and-so district is going to be remote today and everybody will just be able to do that. So again, one of the, one of the silver linings, we, ne we wish this never would have happened and, uh, and wish that we could be totally back to normal now. Uh, we're not there yet, but hopefully we'll get there soon. And in the meanwhile, we've all Learn to make adjustments. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY. And my guest is the new principal at Cathedral City Elementary, Brenda Santana. And we're talking about, right now, we're talking about adjustments and, um, and going through a pandemic, which obviously is probably the biggest thing any of us will have to go through in our lives, including the kids, but they'll have good stories to tell. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So as you're, um, this is your first year as the principal at Cathedral City Elementary, what are your goals for this first year? Um, our goals actually for this first year is to make sure that students get adjusted to being back in school. 
um, we are working on um, finding out where our students are and wherever they are academically, we are going to just move forward from there. Um, so we're just working on getting to know our kids right now and getting to know where they're at. Um, oops, there's the bell. <laughs> so that we can, um, we can provide them with what they need. But uh, one of the key things that I told my staff is that we just need to show um, kindness, kindness all around to our students, um, our staff, to each other, to just because we are all human, we've all been through enough in the last 18 months and we just need to build each other up. Absolutely, and I, I mean, I think that that has certainly been something, one of those silver linings that we touched on earlier has been the, the kind of the outpouring of humanity for the most part. I mean, we've seen some ugliness too, but for the most part, I think I can say and you'd probably agree that um, by and large, people have shown that the most important thing is caring about one another and being supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just really super grateful for my, like my office staff, they care about the kids. And, you know, I know we have to take all these like safety measures, but if a student is crying, they're the first ones to just jump up and try to like comfort them and make them feel better. And so I just, I can't ask for a better staff to show empathy and kindness towards our community. Yeah, speaking of your office staff, <laughs> Loopy Wu, is that, that's her name, right? Yeah. Um, I was in the, the secretary's meeting for the start of the school year. And I think she, I, I, I'm, I might not get it exact, exactly right, but I think she said 28 years, something like that. Like, uh, and she's been, I think she's been at your school the whole time. Yeah, she's been here forever. And so she knows our families and our kids like to the T. She is amazing. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure she said she went to school there, which I thought was so awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask her about that, but I know she has been around here for a long time and she's very deeply rooted in our community. And um, I, I really appreciate all of her help and support through this whole transition process as well. And, and by and large, I have to say, when I do visit the schools, the, the front office staff um, more often than not are extremely welcoming and friendly. But I think your staff takes the cake on that. I, they, they're just so, so welcoming. Yeah, you know? I really, I really love that. Um, I we really pride ourselves in having customer service as well. You know, we make the parents feel welcome, and we. I always like to show my appreciation for my staff, so I'm constantly um, bringing things in for them and just sh showing them how much I. I care and appreciate all the time that they take. They go above and beyond. That's great. And I was going to say, you know, well, maybe people would say, well, yeah, you work in the superintendent's office. So, of course, they're going to, you know, part the, the or, or roll out the red carpet when you come by. It's not like that. It's that's the way they are with everybody. And I, I see it firsthand. So it's um, it's really great. And I'm 
you know, I I also commented to the secretaries when we, of course, met virtually. We're not, we're still not meeting in large groups in person. Um, that uh, they've all kind of become technology experts through this. You know, they they weren't expecting to do that, and some of them really had a pretty big learning curve. But it, they became one of the key go-to people. When you know when this happened, we parents panicking like I can't get on Zoom or how do you do this? How do you do that? And they they've stepped up and like became little gurus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, they were doing tutorials at the beginning on how to get onto Google Classroom and how to email. And yeah, I, I I'm just very fortunate that they were so um, eager to to learn and take on those extra. Um, tasks. Yeah, uh, me too. And, you know, certainly I pretty much everyone has done things that are not in their technical job descriptions when it when it comes to this pandemic, because we all had a pivot in and the way we conduct business, you know, and so with that came responsibilities and tasks that we weren't used to doing. And I don't know about you, but I have not heard one single person, you know, put up a wall or have an attitude about it. They're just like, whatever needs to be done, we're going to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Having um, people with the mindset of, you know, we're a team and we're in this for the kids um, really, really helps. And I have that here. So I know that I can count on any staff member to do an additional duty or an additional task and and they're just they've just been really flexible and patient totally and um brenda what advice do you have for parents to best support their kids during these challenging times and how can they be the best partners to their kids teachers so that their kids are successful um, I would advise them to just stay connected um, through our, our, for us, it's Class Dojo, but for any school, it would be whatever social media that they're using. Stay connected. Um, make sure that you email the teachers if you have a concern. Um, we're all here together and, and here to help. And so we work as a team. Um, and then just um, have patience, especially like after school and, you know, picking up your kids. Sometimes it can take a long time. But just be patient and know that we're doing the best that we can to keep our kids safe. Absolutely. And um, so right now, I think we're, um, we're not having volunteers on campus, right? Correct. So once that, um, that becomes something that is no longer necessary and we are able to have uh, parents and community members back on campuses volunteering. What what kind of opportunities are there to do that? Um, so we always welcome parents to come and help in the classrooms and help teachers prepare, you know, lessons and things like that. But we also are very fortunate that we have a Read With Me program that is very large and we love having our community volunteers come in and read with students. Um, that has really helped um, improve students' reading. Um, so that's a, a big program that we have. And we have, and she's the one in charge. So, um, and Mary here in the office helps 
to organize um, those volunteers. But we had, I think before the pandemic, we had about 80 volunteers coming weekly. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's incredible. So is that, that's a school program or that's a community program where they send people out? It, it's a community program. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the school or the district. They're just, uh, it's an outside program called Read With Me. Oh, well, I have to look into that because, I mean, I heard that there, there were reading programs around, but I really didn't know. I didn't know the name of it and I didn't realize that it's that big. So it, this is not just your school, right? They're doing this in, throughout the Valley? Yeah, they do it throughout the Valley, but I think we're the only one in Palm Springs Unified, but I'm oh. not 100% sure. This is not, is this the United Way program or no? No, no, okay. it's not the United Way. I am going to look into that. And um, so have there been any um, like virtual reading going on? Um, they did do it last year virtually, um, not this year, not yet. Um, but I yeah. know that they're in contact because they are ready and they want to come back into the school. So as soon as we get the green light, we are going to be setting them up on a schedule. Awesome. And, and that's what it's kind of a, it's kind of an odd time, you know, because there's some activity and I'm talking about outside of schools. There's some activity that's resumed. And so in some aspects, it feels like, oh, it used to be, you know, it's, we're back to the way we used to be. And yet, you know, with the surge going on, at least here at the beginning of September, as we're recording this, there's a surge going on. There's some backpedaling on, you know, not so fast because we still have issues going on. So it's, it's, an, it's a tenuous time, you know, I'm trying to schedule um, talks for our board members with the community organizations, and they just don't know whether they're going to resume in-person meetings or not. They're they're a little, you know, afraid to do that, and it's it's understandable. So we all have to just hang in for a little while longer, and yeah. hopefully within the next few months, this will, you know, go away as people get their third shot and. Um, and more people get immunized in general. So cross our fingers. And so before we have to um, say goodbye, why did you choose a career in education? Um, I've always loved working with kids. Um, and so I just felt like it was the perfect opportunity for me. Um, I always enjoyed teaching students how to read. And so that was a passion of mine. Um, so I, I'm just really glad that I did. I, I love my job. And right now I'm currently enjoying just watching kids learn in all different grade levels and um, helping teachers be better and improve themselves and just being a, a, a leader to them. It, it's fulfilling my heart. So I'm just oh. really glad that I, I, I've taken this step. That's awesome. And so what, what's your um, professional goal for like the next five or 10 years down the line? You want to be a superintendent? Um, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not at this moment. At this moment, I envision myself here um, for at least 10 years. So we'll see what um, comes up after. I mean, I, I, 
am just super dedicated. And now that my kids are all off to college and gone, I um, can just really devote myself to helping my 700 students that I have here that I call my kids. Well, you know, that's awesome. And, and that's a great goal to have, especially since your predecessor, who is now our director of elementary curriculum and instruction, Jessica Whiteman, was there for 12 years as the principal. So I'm sure that our families over at Cathedral City Elementary appreciate the consistency, especially when they're as cool as you are. Oh, thank you, Joan. And, and thank you so much for all of these opportunities to get my school and my staff and my kids out there. I, you don't know how many times I heard when I walked through kindergarten, they were like, I saw you on the news. And that just filled my heart. And it just made me so happy. Um, so thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And one final question. When you retire like a zillion years from now, what legacy would you like? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would just um, like to leave behind that I taught students and staff and everyone to just be caring and to put students first. Oh, that's a great way to shut it down. That's a, I, and I don't say, I don't mean shut it down. I mean, end the show. <laughs> Brenda, love you. Thank you for everything that you do. We'll have you back. Give us an update after you've, uh, you've done, you've been in these new shoes for a little while. And uh, our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you all for listening. Thanks again, Brenda. Thanks, Brianna, Emily, and Finn. And we will see you next week.